Anyways, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about technology. No. All right. Mm. Must we? Does anybody know anything about technology? <laughs> no, but I've been meeting to learn. Is anybody on this plane a technologist? I have a HomePod now. Oh, you have a HomePod. Welcome to the yeah. My My HomePod mini arrived yesterday. And I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I the so far uh, Hank has not been obnoxious with it. Um, he did turn up the volume <laughs> at one point, but that I think that was just an experiment to see if he could tell it to turn up the volume, and it worked. It worked fine. Um, I think Karen wants Karen wants absolutely nothing to do with it. If you try to turn the volume <laughs> up all the way on the HomePod Mini, it does warn you. <laughs> Yeah, and and uh, the sound is good. It's not obviously not nearly as good as my Sonos, but it's um, but it's still good. Yeah, so, yeah we'll see. We'll on. see how it goes. I mean, I, you know, it actually made me think that I might want to get the bigger one at some point. So we'll see. Maybe that's Apple's whole plan. Yeah, that's true. people just right, well, so I think love the mini that that's they buy true. the full size. Right. Why that's not? how I am with candy. You bars. love spending a hundred dollars. <laughs> Surely you will hun- love spending two hundred and thirty dollars. Is it that? Isn't it three hundred? Isn't it more? Was expensive. I don't remember. I can't remember. Well, it's you can expensive. get it for like yeah, that's true. That's true. It's like on one seventy or something. Like it goes down like crazy low sometimes. Uh, we've still got ours in the kitchen, and only fifty percent of the time now do we call it by the wrong smart speaker name, which is pretty good. <laughs> so you're trending well. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're moving in the right direction. It's mainly it's mainly my wife. She she has had a lot of her time getting adjusted to the different name because she'll yell the other name, the old name. And, and get uh, mad that it won't respond. Yeah, exactly. And then she'll sigh heavily, and I'm in the other room, and I hear the heavy sigh, and she'll be like, "Oh yeah, it's three. Hey. It's three hundred bucks. It's three hundred bucks." But it's mostly working pretty well. The one glitch that we ran into one time was that it. So I had to do, I think, as I mentioned, like some some like getting the shopping list to work right and stuff. And because it has like the personal request thing where it can determine who is talking. Yes. It had an issue at one point where. It could not, it lost recognition of my wife's voice. Like, it was just like, oh, I don't know who's speaking. You have to go back Hmm. and, like, authorize this. And we couldn't figure out why. And then, like, a day later, it started working again fine. And we're like, no. So that's always fun. We never explicitly configured that functionality on our Echo devices, although they can also support that. And, you know, but anytime you talk to mine, if it drops your name or if it acknowledges you are, it assumes that you're me because I was the one, they're linked to my Amazon account. But at some point recently, um sierra who is almost 12 um said like thank you to the echo and i was like you're welcome lauren <laughs> it had never dropped lauren's name before and i like i said i haven't configured anything and i mean it wasn't right anyway but it was it was impressively creepy and i would like to figure out why that happened at some point but i have not looked into it at all that is creepy i was yeah i was heartened thinking about it because I, we we all have fairly different voices so um i don't think it's gonna be a problem here since it's just the three of us and the dogs can't speak. not yet i don't know how you guys feel about this but i often talk to all of my smart assistant type devices in various like fake accents just to see if they can still understand me (laughs) slightly offended but i'm okay with it that seems rude and unnecessary to talk to my vocal assistants that way a little bit Mm -hmm. they're people too no, they're literally not. <laughs> wow. 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 Lex. I will say, I will say, I mean, the other, I've owned other Apple devices for much longer, obviously. So this is my, this is my, boy, it's probably like the first time I have been using like a, it's like a new to me Apple device since the AirPods, I guess. So that's been four years. 
And it's a little weird trying to figure out, like, I mean, I, I had a harder time than I thought I would trying to figure out how to get to the settings and stuff like that, because you go into the home app, um, which is, Mm-hmm. I, I think the documentation tells you when you when you look at it, but it's obviously very sparse because they don't want to give you documentation. And then when you get into the home home app, it's like, OK, you, you can see it. And then, like, I'm not sure if I tap it, it pauses the music. It doesn't like it. And you have to hold the icon in yeah. order to bring up the settings. For and the then scroll pod, down, too, which is, which is weird. <laughs> yes. And scroll down. Yeah. Past like yeah. the. And then you, know, you used point? to have to like go into the like the main app settings in order to trigger these software updates. I don't think I think the the individuals now have that option as well. But yeah, they, it has improved. Don't don't get me wrong. Like it used to be even worse. <laughs> yeah. But so I am actually going through the um, the document. The you, there is a HomePod users guide that you can download on the books iBooks is what it, it's called books now. I guess anyway. Um, on it's their, called their books, books. <laughs> just like television. <laughs> on their monopolistic um bookstore mm-hmm. and you uh can find it uh, easily or it's free and um i mean i it's the first time i've read, read uh, like an apple document <laughs> like a, like a manual in quite some time you're possibly reading the words of chris breen you never know that's true that's true that's true yeah. or any number of our former Macworld colleagues it is not the first time i've read the words of chris breen yeah i believe it um, I, I used to love reading manuals. Most stuff I find now doesn't come with manuals or just comes with like a like single a sheet card. Of paper. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, you, you would learn I things. Yeah. yeah. Like I definitely read when I was younger, like, so there was a book called the Macintosh Bible. Do either of you mm. have that? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I, I, that. I would like read that cover to cover. Cause like uh, you would find out all sorts of interesting things like about what your system could do that you didn't even know. I mean, it was kind of like the missing manual you know, before that was like a series of things. And I loved it. I mean, it was like this hefty, like multi-hundred page book. And I would just uh, sit there for hours reading it. <laughs> Nerd. Yep. Yeah. Takes one to know yeah. one. Yeah, me too. I mean, it yeah, does. That's, yeah. I was going to say about the HomePod, um, I, I, asked, I asked Lex the other day because uh, I was thinking about adding some more smart switches. And uh, I bought some that Lex has, which are the Casa switches. And I was curious to know if Lex had had installed them on Homebridge at all. He said no. Well, now I've done it, and it was super easy, and they work perfectly, which is great. I have to say, I've been just incredibly impressed with Homebridge as a software product. It seems to work near flawlessly for me for everything that I have put in there. And when you mentioned it, I realized like I had fully blocked the existence of Homebridge from my mind for no particular reason is because I had so many things that worked fine with Echo and there's, there's Echoes all over my house. But I have some Casa stuff outside where I don't have an Echo. And to be able to like turn on the outside lights from my phone would be very, <laughs> from Siri, would be very convenient. So teach me, oh wise one. How does Homebridge actually work? Well, the, the one complex part about Homebridge is installing it because it, it's a command line thing. However, once you install it on the command line, it has like a web-based ui that you but can do you, go to does it have to be on a computer that's running all the time it does I, I have it running on my nas um but you can also like this is you can do that yep okay. it's running on well, my NAS. Talking. uh it, it also runs on like you know if you had like a raspberry pi or some other like really it does not require a lot of horsepower so if you have sort of a low-powered computer uh or if you had say a uh, a mac mini that ran all the time for example <laughs> hypothetically it would work on <laughs> it's not gonna run all the time that's just gonna be my computer so now I have to figure out if I can run it. I don't turn my, off my iMac. Yes. I got to tell you, I let my iMac run 
24 yeah. 7 basically it's just asleep yeah. most of the time well and my mini my mini is my um server you know, media server anyway, yeah but, so. but if it's asleep is that enough if your imac is asleep would that be enough like wouldn't it then not be on it no it's, it's not it's not off when it's asleep it's just i mean some stuff is still running in the background right like it gets you your know, mail like you. and yeah when you're asleep you're out yeah i would not install the homebird <laughs> server on you that would be a mistake <laughs> for many reasons Rude. for many many reasons <laughs> anyway i have it running on my synology and it works great the only trouble i ran into was like i sometimes don't use it because it's so transparent i don't have to do anything with it like several months at a time and so i'll be like oh wait what was the address to go to the homebridge server again what was the password and like i usually fumble through and i find it but like that's the hardest part of the whole equation is trying to remember how to access it and once i'm there i'm like oh this is super easy i type in the plugin i want i click a button it installs it for me uh i'm done like then the thing just showed up in the home app right like i didn't even have to do anything on my phone once i installed it it just automatically showed up there which was great so i i installed it from my harmony hub recently so i can use the uh, HomePod to turn off and on the Apple TV and the Xbox and stuff like that works fine. It's great. I'm not sure what to do with this information that Dan has installed something for his home, automated home that is working perfectly well. Yeah, well, I know it's a shock for all of us, me yeah. especially. <laughs> this is is 2020 over? It, is that... <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This is it. This is the sign. It's the sign you've been waiting for. Wow, everything's God. gonna be okay, John. We really have turned a corner, haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> all gonna be all right. Gonna be all right. I got some crossover content for uh, John and my other show, but it's tech Great. related. <laughs> are are we talking about Diggle? Is that what? No, no, no. <laughs> I just saw that the uh, they announced that Wonder Woman eighty four, which is coming out on Christmas on HBO, on HBO Max, Max, will have four K. Uh, the first HBO Max film to have four K HDR, Dolby Vision, and Dolby Atmos. So, like, right. that will be their high powered one. And I thought to myself, I still don't have a four K TV. <laughs> Oh, well. You should skip this movie then. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. 1080p should be good enough for anyone is what I say. <laughs> That's a lot of peas. It is. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, it's not 4,000. I'm not going to lie. My eyes aren't that good anymore. No, I. well, that's the thing. I have not really noticed a huge difference between 1080p. I definitely noticed the difference between 720 and 1080, but 4K is, <laughs> I think we reached my limit. Well, maybe with like the HDR stuff. Like, I mean, that has like different color different new colors there are new colors yeah. have we invented green is that what happening <laughs> bled all those all my favorite ones oh, those are good <laughs> i like those oh man what will yeah, they pick they, up next they've, uh, and they've upgraded they they keep rolling out new upgrades to because like the the lord of the rings trilogy is now 4K, that's right right yeah they did, just, they did just update that i mean yeah. I, I like the idea just fine and i will i mean i will obviously replace my tv with a 4k tv because eventually like when it when i need to because why not they're practically giving them away yeah they'll they'll (laughs) it'll probably be onto 8k's at that point or 16 can you afford not to get a 4k tv at this point i know but the the biggest the biggest downside to it is that then having to buy a uh, apple tv 4k which is like uh, like half the cost of it sure you get the one with the biggest hard drive (laughs) nope i'm not a sucker like a guy named john moltz Do, 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 do. yeah the problem with, for me is that i can't get like i mean all the stuff in my plex my, i don't think the, my plex is powerful enough to run or like a 4k, 4K. stream yeah, yeah streaming so it's like i'm never gonna most of my my content is not gonna be 4k anyway it's gonna look like garbage on your 4k tv and it'll just make you feel worse yeah right is it even possible it looks, for fine. Most it looks i mean i do it now i do it now because i do have a 4k tv and a 4k apple tv but it's wow not. look at this guy it's fine 
Well, that, like what? I mean, the, I, yeah, I did spend too much on the Apple TV, but the but the my 4K TV was like 500 bucks. I like that. I have a 1080p TV hooked up to a stereo receiver from 1993 and two bookshelf <laughs> speakers, and I feel like I have become my dad. <laughs> like, sure, well, yeah. this is fine. Yeah. I don't, there's no problem with it. That's not what my dad sounds like, but it's, it's for humorous <laughs> effect. I I don't know. It, it, that's a hard it's a hard treadmill to get on because I feel like once you buy that 4K TV, it, like the nice TV and the nice audio setup and that like when it eventually becomes outmoded, it's like I don't, I don't know. know. Like do you want to keep updating I had that it? 7 I had that 720p TV for for 10 years. I mean it cost me like $1400 or something. I, oh man. Yeah, yeah I mean this one money when I got it. I got it for like, my 40th birthday and I was like wow this is it this is gonna last me forever and then it died then it died 10 years later and yeah and getting and getting a replaced like you could get like it was a tube it actually had a tube <laughs> or a, you know like a bulb and you what? could get one but they oh, were like they were only like making knockoff brands at that point and it was like 40 dollars. and i was just like and it, just you know, people were saying that it might work but it might burn out in like six months and i was like screw it i mean i'm not gonna spend 40 dollars on a tube i'll put the 40 dollars towards a new tv literally the only reason i bought this one and i kind of like hit it at the wrong time because i think my tv is currently about five six years old and it was because my previous TV, which was also a 1080p, uh, it died. Like it was a Samsung, and like the light or backlight went or something, where like yeah. all the colors that's were what, weird. That's what mine was. Yeah. yeah, and so I was like, "Well, I, I have to buy a new TV. I this, literally I cannot watch anything on this." And it was like eight or nine hundred bucks, and then like literally a year within the next two years, the prices came down so much that it was like half the cost to buy the same yeah. TV I had bought, yeah. and it was just like. Oh man, I really mistimed this. I feel like <laughs> we now have TVs lying around that we're not using. <laughs> do you collect them the way you do old Apple products? <laughs> there's a 1080. There's a 1080p up in my office that's just sitting there on the floor. Yeah, I just I, actually is that 1080. Actually, that one. I think no, I think it is 1080p. Yeah, I don't know. I again, we we will have a larger house sometime soon, but I really there's not a lot of other places to put another TV in there. So yeah. yeah. I don't think my office in that house will not be so big that I have like just room going to waste where I can just shove a TV unless it's on the floor like Jones. Yeah. Right. Well, I like a good floor TV. Figure out what to do. (laughs) I got to figure out something to do with it. Just to make it a big monitor. I call this TV floor K. (laughs) That was good. That was good. That was a good show. (laughs) (laughs) well do it to a tight 15 (laughs) i should mention that this episode of course is brought to you by uh, this episode is brought to you by uh our dear friends at rebound prime you can sign up for rebound prime at prime.reboundcast.com gives you privileges like submitting questions to the host task on the show you get uh bootlegs of the episodes uh as soon as we finish recording them with all the stuff that Dan cuts out later because it's too hot for free listeners. <laughs> That's true. And uh, we do bonus episodes nearly every week. And it, you can imagine, given how much premium content we have just for the free episodes, imagine how good the bonus episodes must be. <laughs> and I'm pleased to report that we have zero questions from listeners this week and uh, zero paid ads. But it's fine. Our kids don't have to eat. It's fine. No, no, fine. no, no. Yeah. My kids don't have to eat. I was just going to say, especially Dan's. Especially Dan's. <laughs> Dan's eating for two. <laughs> I mean, that's usually the case, especially in the pandemic. Let me tell you, Dan has to eat. Danny, two, like three, four. I'm eating like a whole pizza. <laughs> I'm having all kinds of uh, fun things with my current Mac situation on Big Sur. I'm not going to talk about notification center, but um, <laughs> I've been having a fun thing where when I get iMessages, and this is just after a restart today, the notification center notifications about my messages are like, 
you know, you know how iOS and now the Mac can say like, oh, this is probably so-and-so based on your inbox or whatever else. Like, oh, this is probably Bob texting you. Yep. It's doing that for all of my contacts. So <laughs> messages says like, oh, it's Dan Morin. And then uh, the notification is this is probably Dan or it's, it's Dan's email address or whatever. And I have no idea why. I restarted again. Didn't fix it. Everything's there. It, it messages knows who these people are. Just the notification center doesn't. And uh, I can't fix it. And it's fantastic. So that's not a complaint about notification center. It's more a complaint about messages because I don't know where the fault lies. Mm. I did. Were I will say, <laughs> message-wise, I did end up switching finally to messages in the cloud uh, a month oh, yeah, or so yeah. ago. And I've been there a long time, Dan. Yeah, welcome. I, I, I it was good. I, I I've been really trepidatious about it because I wasn't sure like what you know whether it was going to cause problems or whatever. And so far, it seems fine. I've stopped <laughs> thinking about. It. I've never thought about it again. So I guess it works. <laughs> I still have not turned, even though I, oh, so yeah, I guess, um, we're on Apple one now. Um, right. Oh yeah. us too. And did you still have not turned renewed? on, um, photos in the cloud because I'm paranoid about it. I, I think it's like, I'm paranoid about the upload process. Like it's just going to tie up my bandwidth for like four days That's and I'm pretty, not gonna be able to do it's anything. It's pretty good at throttling it in my, in my opinion. Okay. I say this well, now and then we never hear from John again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, i've had it on for years <laughs> time to record john yeah <laughs> you can usually pause it too uh yeah, yeah i've had it on for years and i like i yeah i can't imagine not having it it's just it's so much easier than worrying about where my where my photos are stored they're in the cloud yeah problem solved mm. Did you, so you you guys are both on apple one did either of you run into any of the problems with the renewal stuff where it was like i i have heard from several people that like Either it canceled stuff or it didn't correctly renew things. And there were a few stories online about yeah. people running into issues. Not your. I have not seen that. I mean, where I don't even know where that would. I didn't get a notification about anything other than the fact that I got a I got a bill. <laughs> like it said, you've been charged for Apple One. Yeah, some people ran so. into problems with things expiring. Um, and there were some other billing related issues where, you know, if you were converting from a trial to a standard subscription, you ran into some issues, uh, that kind of stuff. So I, as somebody who has not yet signed up for it, I did not know whether or not that was uh, uh, how complex it was. But I heard m- multiple people in the Six Colors member Slack talking about it. So it seemed like it was it was an issue. Uh, and I think the rumor has it that the Apple Fitness Plus will be launching probably within the next week or so right apparently some of the people who are the exercise gurus um were <laughs> promoting it recently so yeah and there was a thing with best buy where they were like giving away several months free or something so clearly it seems as though it must be must be pretty close yeah i'm gonna be working out like crazy i don't know about you guys yeah you can just gonna be you gonna be ripped you'll be swole <laughs> i'm gonna be more you're gonna be torn you're gonna be slashed you're gonna be <laughs> uh punctured you're gonna be <laughs> definitely the last one <laughs> i uh i do have a, a a peloton bike arriving uh later this month uh, it takes um, so long because they gotta pedal it huh yes uh, and it's they move very slowly <laughs> it doesn't move <laughs> the Actually, I'll tell you a hundred percent true story, which is that years ago I worked at a different podcasting company and it was when Peloton first started advertising on podcasts and I was in the office. And uh, as you know, I I host or co-host several podcasts and an employee of mine uh, calls across the office and is like, Lex, um, Peloton wants to know if they can advertise on, I don't know if it was the rebound or trans car, but they want to know if they can advertise on, on the show. Are you open to them? And I hadn't heard of Peloton before, but I used context. I was like, absolutely. But you should just know, I don't know how to ride a bike. 
And they're like, it's stationary. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but it was very embarrassing. Whoa, and every time I think about Peloton, I think about that. I have They questions. didn't sponsor the show. They didn't sponsor the show. They, they def- passed on that. Definitely no, not I this show. I would have remembered that. Definitely not show. They went to like WTF with Mark Marin and Comedy Bang Bang and sure. shows yeah. with many more I think I would have said no anyway. <laughs> Lex, you can't ride a bike? Uh, so the story there is when I was a kid, you know, my parents took me out to ride a bike and I fell and I was like, I don't want to do this. And they're like, okay. And their assumption, I guess, was I would change my mind later or come back and say, okay, now I do want to learn. But that never happened. <laughs> and they never showed me and I never learned. And so now I just don't have a bike that's my size. People tell me that I could probably just do it, but I, I have to find a bike that's big enough. I'm not going to buy one until I know that I can ride it. So it's uh, I'll start with the Peloton. It's definitely easier. Uh, and mm-hmm, then <laughs> make your way to the, uh, I will say, I, yeah, I just like as a kid, that was like my primary method of transit between the ages of like 10 and 16 or 17, basically. So I have a car, um, but <laughs> between 10 and 17, did you No. <laughs> well at 16, <laughs> Look at this guy. Yeah. Pennsylvania. That's how it works there. Mm, fair. Yeah. I, I would not have gone anywhere if I did not have a bike in those ages, basically. That would have been near impossible. I'm yeah. intrigued by the, um, there's been a lot of the e-bikes have, have, um, have been big this year. I think a lot of people are sort of talking about those because they are a convenient way to get around. Uh, and when you're, you know, maybe in a pandemic and you're looking for something to do, um, Seems, seems interesting so they're like i mean they're things where they have like assist motors and stuff in that like so if you're climbing a hill or something like the motor kicks in but a lot of the time it's just sort of you pedaling um they're expensive too i think some of them run like a couple thousand dollars but they're cool and like you know it's sort of like the best of having a bike but also having some sort of you know motor assist so that if you need to uh use it for something uh that's just difficult like you're hauling groceries or something like that it's just a little easier i guess are they they're electric yeah so they're boogie woogie okay. woogie woogie etc i knew that was gonna happen. of course i mean i know it's an e-bike but i'm just <laughs> yeah oh it's it's a cool idea i like the i like the idea big on bikes. the emac was also electric by the way that's true as are about a hundred percent of apple's computers <laughs> roughly roughly 99.99 percent yeah. The 20th anniversary Mac ran on a form of cold fusion. Remember the rumors of the crank-powered iBook? Oh, Didn't yeah. Remember? Well, that was because it was the uh, the OLPC, the first version of that that came out, right? Yeah. It had a crank on right. it. I think it never did very well, and they're like, yeah, maybe this no. is a bad idea. <laughs> Hard to generate enough electricity. I'm not sure if that was ever really like a, <laughs> a serious, like, I mean, maybe they developed a few in them, but I'm not sure that they ever thought for sure that they were going to release that, but. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it. That but, seems, you know, a little, seems a little silly. Just a little. Well, you know, pedal, pedaling seems, pedal, uh, pedaling a computer also seems silly, unless you're selling it. I know many listeners are wondering, n- none more so than Dan, um, if I'm able to unlock my Mac with mm-hmm. my Apple Watch, and the answer is still no. It did work for a couple hours, and then it turned off, and I cannot turn it back on. No, it's just, just fantastic. It turned, so, it, wait, it turned off, and it, or yeah. it's just not working? It, well, it stopped working. So I unchecked it to recheck it, and then it said, well, I, I can't possibly connect to your watch, uh, which is what it says every time. Yeah, I find some weird combination of restarting and restarting the Apple Watch and logging out and all that junk eventually fixes it. But I've had pretty good luck with it up until, like, basically, it, it really is one of those things where it's like, it works 100% of the time, 50% of the time. <laughs> like, it definitely used to work for me, no problem. 
and then yeah well i mean mine mine works fine basically every once in a yeah. while but very rarely it will it, it just says oh, so you can't you know your 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 watch is not connected or something like that which is crap but um when it when it doesn't work it just yeah, doesn't right. work and there's no way to fix it i am um you know eagerly anticipating yeah. the arrival of my mac mini which apple today claimed i got charged for it yesterday which i thought was a good sign and then they say oh it'll arrive december 30th so i'm hoping that they're overestimating how long it'll take <laughs> but the thing that i'm saddest about with that device is losing touch id to unlock stuff on my mac i will miss that yeah mm. yeah i i was wondering about that because like you know and i i kind of speculated that maybe when apple redesigns the imac next year with the m1 version that maybe that will be the opportunity for it to put in something like facetime um yeah. it's not facetime face id um just because if you're gonna for example like people complaining about them not upgrading the camera modules it's like well what if they put in the whole like shebang with that whole true depth camera thing and it uses face id now and that would solve the problem of not having touch id on your imac at least because i don't know if they want to deal with the idea of having it as a externalized like putting a touch id sensor on your uh, wireless keyboard for example right like is there too much yeah, security right, concern right. with that for you know to, i think they think the watch unlock work works perfectly <laughs> i don't know but <laughs> they don't they don't know yeah <laughs> i will say i mean having the touch id on the macbook air which is the first time i've yeah. had it on a laptop it's great um but whenever i open the uh the macbook the watch does unlock yeah, yeah. faster than i can get yeah. my finger i have on the i do ID have some thing. latency issues sometimes like and i don't know what you know it's some sort of networking thing obviously um where the it just it's it looks and then often it does eventually unlock with the watch or most almost all the time um but i'm just like i can't wait i'd so i use the touch id thing anyway i got things to do my my I mean, really, when, when Apple Watch unlocking worked for me, it was it was hilarious because I would like open my laptop as I go in, and because I don't, I guess, have an M1 Mac, you know, you've got ten seconds then to figure out what you're doing next. Probably not ten, but then you would feel that telltale tap on your watch, and it was ready to go before I could ever get to touch anything. I just don't understand why it's not working. I don't know if it's because my Mac is my Mac has Wi-Fi turned on, but I have Ethernet plugged into it. I don't know if that's the problem. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's all the same fucking network. And every time your Mac was unable to communicate with your Apple Watch, <laughs> just, it makes me so mad. Yeah, maybe and right now I'm clicking it over and over again. If you've got Ethernet, maybe it is trying to use the Ethernet oh, connection. That would be a re- a huge bug. Well, yeah, but <laughs> there's obviously a pretty big bug anyway because it's not working at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean. I, I think we can agree that there's a, a loose nut behind the keyboard. That, <laughs> that would be causing. me. I'm, I'm the loose nut behind <laughs> the yes. keyboard. Yeah. He's the one behind the keyboard. You got he's it. The one behind you got it one. Yeah. So, so Dan, are you going to get one of these $20 watches? I Probably not, but I, I think it's fascinating. I, so, so this is Wise, uh, Wise is making a yeah. $20 smartwatch um, with nine-day battery life and comes with the blood oxygen checker and the heart rate thing and integrates with um apple health apple and health, google whatever yeah. google's version of it is google fit google fit it can display notifications let you read email previews and text though they don't say which operating system it works with yeah i don't know it's fascinating to see them i mean it looks very apple watch-ish yeah uh and they're li- but, and you know yeah, and their small one is the four is 44 millimeters right right i mean but you know and to all of the possibilities with it being terrible garbage you just say it's 20 bucks it's 20 bucks <laughs> like yeah that's ridiculous i mean yeah. i bought i bought the the camera i ended up settling on which i'm still using is the wise camera which was like 50 bucks or something like that yeah. and 
it's fine. It's not like the the best camera uh, of the ones I tried, but it works, and it's way up on the Eufy in that regard. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. And that's the to, and, and they, that's the other thing about the about the watch is it supposedly will control any of your wise home stuff, right? Yeah, and, and I will say they have some other um, smart home stuff that is well regarded. So like I think their plugs, uh, smart plugs, are the wire cutters recommendation right now, for example, and they tend to be. I think like 20 bucks or something so they clearly are in the business of making cheap but like efficient technology so that's cool i mean seems like a yeah. seems like a cool play i don't know yeah yeah i mean i'm surprised at that that price is pretty it's pretty amazing <laughs> right yeah i i mean it's not available until february so it's not a not a stuffing stuff stock stuffer they have a 30 dollar fitness tracker that does many of the same things and it has a color touchscreen on it whatever else and I was reading, I was looking at that because, um, you know, my kids have used various Fitbit and Fitbit type competitor things. And my oldest still wears one that doesn't have to charge, right? You, you change its battery once a year and that's it. Or you change its battery when it dies, which is about once a year. But um, she's had several of them that have all died and the company replaces them each time it dies. <laughs> but so I was like, oh, maybe I'll, after he sent that link down, I was like, maybe that company makes a fitness tracker too, which they do. And I went and looked at it and the reviews are averages four stars on amazon and people are either like it's great or this thing stopped working or it no longer tells the time <laughs> and yeah. so i didn't get it but uh, i am curious <laughs> i'm curious yeah, to know like, if they're any good like yeah 25 30 bucks so you know <laughs> it's true worst case scenario <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean uh it's an interesting they, they sell headphones they sell a like a bunch of other smart home tech stuff it looks like so whatever I ran into a problem this past week with, I used my Logitech uh, smart remote or whatever that comes with a Harmony Hub, which I like quite a bit. It doesn't have like a fancy touchscreen on it or anything, but it's a pretty solid universal remote. Until last week when it's got like a little, um, you know, D-pad style thing, right? So I use for navigating when I'm on my Apple TV or whatever. And the left button is dead. <laughs> Stupid. Can you just so do did, right four times? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not how anything works but i did uh i did one of the other buttons like the rewind button or something like that still functioned on the um on the apple tv but i like emailed logitech support or something like ah this broke is there any option for repairing it or replacing it that went into a black hole didn't hear a fucking thing from them but the thing i really want which i've left open is like a um there's a new there's a the company making a apple tv remote that has buttons yeah. and i was like i really want this (laughs) i just feel like guys if i was like man i love my amazon fire stick but i'm gonna order a special remote that has buttons on it because it doesn't come with one you'd be like why did you buy that piece of shit but you're totally fine with it when it's from apple i just okay please continue i i don't quite understand what your problem is the issue for me is i have multiple things controlled by it (laughs) no i i just can't believe you guys are comfortable with these apple tv remotes that's so crappy you're like i'll just buy a third party it's not it's i've never used it's not great it's not great and my previous problem was mostly just like trying to like when you pick it up you can't tell which side is is up but they basically fixed that with the you know by putting the white circle on the thing so now i know every time and i don't (laughs) i'm not crazy about the touchpad part but i don't use it you know i mean i i use it every time i just want to start a show so i'm only using it every like half hour or two hours or whatever so it it doesn't bother me that much it's not my favorite remote but it's not that bad 
I mean, I use the Harmony one because it, it is got the Harmony hub, which lets me do the like control remotely and stuff like that. And I think it's a great, perfectly fine remote that works for all my Apple TV stuff and controls stuff on my Xbox too, which I don't want to deal with on a, like reprogramming another remote, like the Apple remote to work with the Xbox. That seems like a nightmare. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't have a big problem. I'm with not. It. Bu- I'm I, not buying this remote. Just you know. So <laughs> I like it. Sorry, right. I want to say I just would like to, to assuage Lex's anger uh, about the whole situation. I am why not I want to buy this. Why I want to buy this remote is it it has a Siri button on it, so it actually apparently works with Siri, which for me is like the one thing that I miss on the Apple, like on the Universal remote. Is I do like using Siri for some stuff, whether it's like searching for stuff, or I like to use the "What did he say?" feature, where it jumps back ten seconds and puts the caption on, which I find super helpful. So those things would definitely be appealing to me. And um, unfortunately, this is only being sold to like cable companies, essentially. <laughs> but anyway, that's how I feel. Mm. I like buttons. <laughs> I don't think that's a <laughs> definitely, crazy definitely thing writing to say. that one down. Do we do we uh, do we have a lot of angst about Salesforce buying Slack? Is it official? It has been announced now. Oh, has it? Oh. I have zero angst. Twenty eight billion dollars. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Do you think they'll change the business model? That's my question. Well, no. <laughs> okay. That's I hope not. Asking. I mean, you know. Well, I want to be clear. And I apologize to our listeners um, because Moltz way exaggerated the price. They played $27.7 billion. Oh, so I'm sorry. <laughs> that, is, that is an absurd price. It really is a lot of money. I don't understand how you can imagine that that will be worth it. <laughs> Like how how is it going to pay back twenty eight billion dollars? None of these, well, none of these. I feel like none of these acquisitions so are not. ever paying off. <laughs> I guess my question on the business model was: I find like Slack is fine. I most, I think ninety to ninety nine percent of the Slack groups I'm in are unpaid, which I find fascinating. Right? Because yeah. like, how yeah. are they earning any money off that? <laughs> right? But the the I I guess the idea being the companies that are paying for it are sort of subsidizing everybody else. Yes. But I don't know if that will change their calculus when they when it comes to like if now this has to make twenty eight billion dollars in yeah, order to be worth it. I mean, it certainly gets Salesforce into way more businesses, right? And Salesforce's whole thing is how can they get businesses to build their business off Salesforce? And I know many companies, particularly SaaS companies, all kinds of companies that rely entirely on Salesforce. And their entire business is predicated upon their integration with Salesforce. So Salesforce can, in theory, keep raising their prices on them and, you know, just keep them locked in. I just want to stop you for one second. Please. People say Salesforce a lot, and I have no idea what the hell their product is. I can barely explain to you what Salesforce is because it is so many things. It's It's basically CRM, right? It's mostly CRM, though, isn't it? Yes. It initially, it began life as a CRM, a customer relationship management tool. So it was like managing your sales cycle so you could manage all your customers and who you were selling to. But now it does a bajillion things. Yeah. And they've just grown and grown and grown. And they make a lot of money i guess but i i don't know i don't understand how slack is worth 28 billion i think they have they have like a they have a financial services package and okay so like it's like a standard like business suite for like yeah various business tasks right right for and it's one of the more expensive ones i believe at least at least it used to be that i mean like salesforce was like they were always we were we were sort of very medium-sized company and they were always trying to to get us to buy it we were like jesus we're not (laughs) paying this much for something this is outrageous i've never worked at a company that did a salesforce integration because it was always so expensive 
Um, so I always use like way cheaper alternatives that are yes. less powerful, but did everything that we needed. Exactly. I feel like the last thing, last time I worked at a company that actually had something anywhere in this realm of things might have been, I mean, like, is PeopleSoft a competitor or is that a different side of the business? I don't even know what PeopleSoft is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, really, a, they're a competitor. They're a competitor. Okay. They're also expensive. Yeah, that, yeah I mean, they, so I think, and I think they're owned by Oracle now. So yes. Yeah, they, but yeah. that were, that was like the, when I worked at a university and like, that was the behind the scenes software for running all the HR and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's a bunch of enterprise tools for, they also, they, they also try to get us to buy, buy their stuff and we're like, get out of here. <laughs> so I, 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 we all, yeah, well, yeah. we all have to abandon Slack. I don't know. No, I mean, I don't think Salesforce is evil. I just think it's a freaking soulless conglomerate. <laughs> Yeah, and some people were pointing out that they've acquired other things that they haven't really like done, you know, like gone in and said, okay, now you got to like completely change your business model in order to make a you got a real sales force it up in here, guys. Yeah, okay, right. yeah, I, I get get yeah. sales forcing. <laughs> I think what they say is, may the sales force be with you, Dan. But um, <laughs> well, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> this is all it took. <laughs> That was it. That was it. That was the, that that was was the, the yeah, last no, straw for me. Yeah. Now we can talk about Christmas music. <laughs>